1: it is redraft season that means it is must draft wide receivers for 2022 we're going to talk about that and more let's go welcome in like i said must draft wide receivers and we're just going to get this thing started not waste any time so let's just get right into it all right i'm not sure which one you're going to go with first but the guy that I One of the guys you have on here, I we, we might as well just call him a TFA favorite. Everybody loves this guy. But I don't know which one you're going to talk about first, so hit us with the goodness.
0: Oh, you know I switched that last minute to make sure we talked about TFA-branded Michael Pittman. He's absolutely going to be the, the, the guy we probably talk most about this year because his value is exceptional right now. He is uh, the wide receiver 21 right now in redraft ADP, and he was the wide receiver 17 last year. And guess what, everything got better. Just everything got better for him. He played well last year. He was 14th in red zone targets. He was 19th in yards per route run. He was 22nd in yards after the catch. And now he gets a a more accurate quarterback, right? Like Carson Wentz, people love him, hate him. It doesn't matter. Matt Ryan is is absolutely a more accurate quarterback. He is now the clear alpha for, for Matt Ryan. And we've seen what Matt Ryan has done when he's had a clear alpha, right? Roddy White, Julio Jones. there's absolutely that trajectory for Michael Pittman. I don't think that's hyperbolic to say. And we're going into that third-year breakout season. So I'm really, really excited about what Michael Pittman can do. He's coming off of a really, really good year, uh, 88 receptions, over 1,000 yards, a good touchdown total. And what can he do now? We got to look at his schedule as well because he is in the AFC South, which we know has been horrendous defensively for quite some time. He gets Jacksonville twice. Horrendous corners. He gets Houston twice. Horrendous corners. He's got Tennessee, which should have good corners, but they're young and they haven't done anything as of yet. They were all bottom 10 in points allowed to the wide receiver position in 2021. He also gets Washington, Kansas City, Minnesota. These are teams that all allowed an average of 250 yards or more to the passing game. And then you add in matchups against the Patriots who don't have J.C. Jackson. And against the Giants who don't have James Bradbury, we're talking about 10, 11 games where I am just stoked to have Michael Pittman in my top 10 wide receivers for that week. Just to sum it up, he has an upgraded quarterback. He was fantastic wide receivers too last year. His schedule is juicy. Like There's nothing to to, to slow him down, and he's going behind guys like Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas. I, I don't understand why. And I think the market will catch up to where we're at with him right now. But he should be right there on your fringe wide receiver one, maybe the wide receiver 11, 12, 13. And I know that's where you and Cody have him. And I'm absolutely on board with it.
1: Yeah, i at wide receiver nine, so I love Michael Pittman this year. Let's keep it moving here, and I'm going to talk about my guy that I actually have ranked as a wide receiver one as well, which is going to be a little hot because he's coming off the board at wide receiver 25, and that's Darnell Mooney. I don't really understand the disconnect with Darnell Mooney. He is a guy last year averaged 8.2 targets per game, 27% target share, 14th in market share of air yards. He was also 15th in deep targets. Had over almost 1,100 yards and five touchdowns last year, 13 fantasy points per game. Finishes the wide receiver 23. However, he was 24th in yards per route run, 18th in yards after the catch. But he was 51st in catchable target rate in – but he was seventh in target separation last year, and so listen, this was a terrible offense last year. Matt Nagy was there, who is one of the worst coaches we've ever seen. He's right there with the Urban Myers and the Adam Gases of the world, has no business being a head coach. And now, you know, we, we get a, a different offense. Second year of Justin Fields, uh, which is another conversation for another day. But absolutely love. Darnell Mooney this year he is going to be the alpha in this offense I very much view him as the Deontay Johnson of this year I think he is somebody that can take another step forward that has gotten better each of the last two years he's been in the league and so I love Darnell Mooney I think people are very highly highly undervaluing him in terms of you know being able to get a guy who is locked in for 150 160 who knows maybe even 170 targets this year there's just nobody else there Right. I mean, it's Cole Komet and then you have Byron Pringle and Vilas Jones. I mean, there's just nothing there. Sure. Maybe they add a wide receiver off the secondary market. Once we get closer, I mean, there is other guys that are sitting out there like a Julio Jones or an Odell Beckham. But none of those guys seem like a player that would go play in Chicago whenever, you know, those those types of players are probably looking to play with a contender. And so we don't have to worry about them unless they make some sort of crazy trade. There's nothing there in his way. And those are the players we should be looking for. It's not rocket science. It's simple math opportunity is going to be there at an abundance and he has proven to be an efficient wide receiver and one that can be dynamic so but darnell mooney is locked in if you can get him in the sixth seventh round i will be all about that i will have a hundred percent of darnell mooney if that's where you can get him yeah he
0: kind of gives me dj Moore vibes right where i don't see a huge touchdown total for him just because of the offense and i don't think they're going to throw a ton of touchdowns but i see the volume just being there because he's the only show in town he's really good at separating he's really good at getting open he's going to catch a lot of a a lot of football so uh, i like that pick in terms of volume and we'll see just where the the touchdown potential takes him my guy is absolutely a touchdown machine he's tom brady's only returning starting wide receiver and that's mike evans we're not sure about what chris godwin's going to be health wise coming into the season we know antonio brown's been chipped off and, and replaced with russell gage so find me a guy that's gotten 10 targets uh, per game. He hasn't finished outside the top 15 at his position for the last four years, and, and, and he's going to be there with Tom Brady from week one. He just feels like a super safe player, but also with absolute uh, enormous ceiling. And I don't think you normally say that about a player, right? It's They're either safe or they have a lot of upside and they're kind of risky. Mike Evans absolutely feels like he's both of that. And, and I know he's kind of going as a low-end wide receiver one, but this guy just feels like he's a locked in. Uh, upper half wide receiver one because you just have a, a 6% TD rate that I, I think when he since Tom Brady's come to Tampa uh, the, their TDs are coming early and often right we have 43 last year and I think that can absolutely happen again and if we have no Chris Godwin no Antonio Brown you know for a little uh, of the season a lot of that's going go to go to Mike Evans he's not going to have these games where he only has one or two targets that we saw when you had all three of them in the mix. And so we have a higher target rate for him. He had 19% this last year. I think that shoots up to 22 23%. And that's 20 or 30 targets. It doesn't sound like a lot when you talk about percentages. But when you put it into targets, that's 20, 30 targets. That's fantastic news uh, for Mike Evans. And, and he's a player that gets you efficiency with those targets, right? He's uh, a lot of yards per reception, a high yards per target player. With a high touchdown total he has 27 touchdowns in two seasons with tom brady i absolutely think that he could have his best touchdown season here in 2022 so
1: yeah i am a little surprised with his adp right now wide receiver 11 29th overall i am a little surprised by that because of everything you laid out i mean i think people are factoring in chris godwin like he's gonna be ready to go and like it's very very possible because he didn't get the surgery until like january and so i mean he is he is a little bit behind the eight ball so I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if that he starts the year on the pup, and this is the first six you know, six weeks of the season. I don't think that's out of the range of possibilities here. So I am surprised, and maybe if that news once that news comes out, people are probably waiting a little bit to hear about what, where Chris Godwin's going to be. And even if he is healthy out to get, I still think you know it takes these guys a little bit of time to get reacclimated and be able to really you know start to trust things. And so with Chris Godwin, like people are drafting him right now, his ADP is like like kind of like he's not even hurt. And I think that's a mistake. So, yes, I, I do think Mike Evans could absolutely be a steal. That's where he's going to go. if That's where his, his ADP sticks at. Even if we find out that Chris Godwin's going to be out, I mean, I, I, he, he's a slam dunk pick at that price. So, anyways, my next guy is somebody that I have ranked at wide receiver 18. His ADP is wide receiver 32. And that is Allen Robinson. And I guess I hear you. I get it. I understand. He was dreadful last year. Everybody was burnt by him. I've seen the name the one guy that you wouldn't draft this year that you know that you would never draft again which by the way is the stone cold worst way to play fantasy football there's no player you should have marked off your list of players you would never draft because if a player fell in a good enough spot where you know the value is there you take him you don't just not take a player because he hurt you last year because he didn't meet your expectations listen I felt the same way about Allen Robinson last year. I don't think he gave a shit. I don't think he wanted to be there. He was pissed the entire time. He wanted to be traded. He wanted to be out. He did not want to play in Chicago. He made a business decision that he was not going to get himself injured coming up on on what was going to be his last chance to be able to get a big-time contract. And, you know, but I will say this, some of the stuff here, I mean, because he was still last year with 17th win rate uh, versus man coverage, 14th against zone. So, I mean, he was a he was still somebody that was winning. It's just he was on a bad offense with uh, not great quarterbacks. And so, listen, we're, we we forget that he was wide receiver nine overall in 2020 and averaged 16.4 uh, fantasy points per game, 24th in yards per route run in 2020. And listen, he he's going to step into a situation where Robert Woods departed, where he averaged eight targets per game with a 22% target share. And he was on pace for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns last year while cooper cup was just going absolutely nuclear and so there is a definite path for for alan robinson to return to being a high-end wide receiver two and it's not even crazy to think that he could possibly be a wide receiver one we've seen we've seen offenses that have been able to sustain two wide receivers like that and Allen robinson still has something left in the tank and i think people are undervaluing him all because of how he played last year, performed in an offense that was terrible. And so now he gets to go to one of the better offenses with, a, you know, a great offensive of mine and Sean McVay. So it's wheels up for, for Allen Robinson. I think people need to let go of whatever bias they had, how he burned them last year. It's not going to happen again. This is by far the best uh, quarterback he's ever played with in his mm-hmm. career. He has performed with terrible quarterbacks. We've talked about it so much. I mean, going into last year, we were kind of talking jokingly that Andy Dalton could be the best quarterback he's ever played with. That tells you the level of quarterback play he's ever got to play with. So, and if you're going to be able to get him at wide receiver 32, which is just disrespectful to my man Alan Robinson, you know, I, I'm going to be all aboard that.
0: Yeah, I love that we say every single year this is going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with, and every single year it's true. Except now we are talking a chasm between who he's had before and who he has now, obviously the Super Bowl-winning Matthew Stafford. So really excited about him, especially if OBJ doesn't resign. And it doesn't sound like the Rams want to bring him back. I think they want to see what they have in Van Jefferson as that wide receiver three. So I absolutely love him kind of stepping into that Robert Woods role, Uh, but being a more talented Robert Woods as, as a guy who loves Robert Woods, I know that Allen Robinson is more talented than him. So love that pick there. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: I'm going
0: to round this out with a Mari Cooper. Uh, this is not your grandpa's Cleveland Browns right the run the ball pound it 35 times Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt I know they're still on the team but I think this offensive identity absolutely flips on its head I know that they can still run the ball but with Deshaun Watson I think they're going to work to throw it a lot more than they did with Baker because you just have that upgrade from a, an average quarterback to a top five passing quarterback in the NFL now I know that there's going to be some kind of suspension. I'm not going to be here and project if it's full season, half the season, four games, whatever. We know there's going to be some kind of suspension, so you need to take that into account, and we'll see what comes out of that here in the next month, maybe a couple weeks. But if if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback for half the season or more, I think that this is an upgrade for Amari Cooper in terms of quarterback. As a guy that loves Dak, I know that Dak isn't the most accurate quarterback. Deshaun Watson is a, a much better thrower of the football down the field. And that's why you saw Amari Cooper have to do so many of these uh, possession short route stuff because Dak isn't throwing down the field as much as Deshaun Watson has done in his career. So we get an upgraded quarterback. He has less competition for targets, right? So we're looking at who else is on the depth chart for wide receiver. Rookie David Bell, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, a couple of burners down the field. We have a clear land for Amari Cooper to get targets. And, And he should see plenty of red zone work. We have David Njoku who just got the big contract. But outside of that, you're talking about a big wide receiver that can go up and get the ball and have separation that's going to be Amari Cooper for Deshaun Watson and we've seen Deshaun Watson have a wide receiver one you know each and every year right with DeAndre Hopkins uh Will Fuller for most of the season until he got suspended for PEDs right like Deshaun Watson is just producing wide receiver ones year in year out including his rookie year when normally rookies don't ever produce a wide receiver one so I think we have an elite quarterback with a team that's going to pass the ball a lot more and with Amari really being the only show in town, and I think he's a lot better than what we're giving him credit for. I know he gets nicked up here and there, and so that needs to be taken into account. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one, but right now he's going outside uh, of your top 20 wide receivers, right? And, and he needs to be viewed as a guy that is a, a solid probably wide receiver too. So.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see where the suspension lands because, you know, I I think this could just be a a massive – I mean, obviously, it's not a – I think it's – I know it's going to be a massive upgrade for this entire offense. It's also one of the reasons why I love David Njoku this year, who's going like tight end 20, who could? Who should probably be going as a top 12 tight end, especially with Austin Cooper gone. But, yes, I I agree that there's a lot of unproven players behind Amari Cooper. He's the only guy in town that – you know, the only wide receiver that is proven here. Uh, Again, don't think he's somebody that has a massive ceiling, but I I, I do think he is somebody that that is very, very safe uh, wide receiver – Two could have some low end wide receiver one upside. So I do like that. So there's two more guys I want to hit on really quickly. One is Rashad Bateman. Listen, you know, uh, I like Rashad Bateman uh, a lot. I mean, this is a wide receiver who obviously was a rookie last year, 46 targets or 67 targets, 46 receptions, 515 yards, one touchdown. He now, to be quite fair, he was not very efficient whatsoever. Sixty seventh in yards per route run, forty sixth in target separation. However, he now stands in a great spot. Obviously, this is an offense that is definitely going to revert back to being a much more run heavy offense. You know, last year they they, they were a sixty three percent patch rate. It's not going to happen this year. They're definitely that was all be due to injuries. Uh, you know, their defense being injured, they're all their running backs being injured, just everybody getting injured last year. So it was more out of a necessity. However. Uh, you know, we're still talking about a wide receiver in and, and uh, Mar- Marquise Brown that is gone. He saw 145 targets in this offense last year. I, I, I you know I think it's safe to probably earmark you know a good chunk of those going to Rashad Bateman. They drafted him last year to kind of take over, and obviously they must feel comfortable enough with Rashad Bateman being that guy. And so you know to be quite honest with, you, with Rashad Bateman and where he's currently going right now, I mean, it's, it's hard not to uh, like Rashad Bateman, wide receiver 39, 92nd overall for Rashad Bateman. Don't get that whatsoever. That is one I'm going to guess that really rises That probably he gets up to probably a high end wide receiver three when all things are said and done. But still, even at that cost, I still think Rashad Bateman can uh, really makes for a pretty solid value for somebody that has a pretty decent ceiling as well. So, yeah, I think the one thing that we always say is that, hey, the Ravens aren't going to pass
0: as much as they did in 2021. And while that's true. We have to realize that lamar jackson had his least efficient season by far i mean we're talking about a 3.6 touchdown rate his his accuracy was down the drain his yards per attempt was down the drain like he was inaccurate because he didn't have the weapons outside of mark andrews and marquise brown right he had nothing to rely on in the run game Uh, that offense was just rough Uh, ronnie staley was hurt at left tackle I think this team is going to be a lot more efficient and go back, maybe not to his MVP season where he's throwing, I think it was a 9% touchdown rate, but let's talk about maybe something in the five, five and a half percent. He's going to throw more than 16 passing touchdowns, right? He's going to pass... For more than i think it was like three thousand yards or whatever it was so he's going to be a, a more efficient passer and i think that you're going to see mark andrews still have his line share but you're also going to see like you said rashad bateman get a lot of the marquise brown role and just be a better wide receiver that fits for lamar jackson he struggles at throwing to the sideline who gets open who's that really nuanced route runner rashad bateman is so I, I definitely like that marriage and especially where we're getting him it's just too good to pass up
1: and last but not least I, I couldn't i wanted to mention this guy who you know we've already talked about the bucks but i want to talk about a wide receiver that you kind of briefly mentioned in passing and that's uh, russell gage right now last year in, in an offense with the falcons that team was in complete disarray the offense was terrible that's got completely blown up he still averaged 11.6 fantasy points per game last year 22 percent target share he had 93 targets for 66 receptions 770 receiving yards and four touchdowns however the guy was pretty damn efficient last year. 2.19 yards per route run, which is 13th among all wide receivers. 24th in target separation and 12th in uh, route win rate in 12th and win rate against man coverage last year for russell gage and now he gets to step into an offense with tom brady where i mean he personally reached out to russell gage to recruit him to come to the bucks and you know like you we've already talked about chris godwin i don't know when he's going to be back when he's going to be healthy so it's very likely he can be the wide receiver two of this team you know and, and even with chris godwin's healthy we saw last year them to be able to uh, completely support Three wide receivers, you know, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. And so it's not out of the range of possibility that he's still going to be fantasy relevant no matter what. But he just seems to be a guy that not a lot of people are talking about. There's not a lot of excitement surrounding him. He's currently going off the board at 112, wide receiver 44. That's disrespectful. I have him at wide receiver 35 right now. uh, And that's mainly with not really knowing what's going on with Chris Godwin. If we find out Chris Godwin is out... You know, for the first six games of the season, I, I very well could move up Russell Gage, even maybe a back end, a wide receiver too. Just depends on how things shake out. But he's in a tremendous spot right now to be somebody that really uh, could be a, a very de- a big difference maker. Somebody you utilize as as you know a flex option on certain weeks, especially if you're going to be able to get him that late. I do I do expect him to move up a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be something drastic. But Russell Gage hashtag good at football. So I'm about Russell Gage and being able to get him uh, where you can get him right now.
0: Yeah, we're talking about a team that threw the ball the most um, in in the NFL history, right? They threw it, I think, seven hundred and, and some times last year. Tom Brady is going to be a pass happy again this next year, and so if there's any questions about Chris Godwin, that even bumps him up even further. But even as a wide receiver three, Russell Gage is going to be fantastic in that offense. So I, I, I'm in on any Bucks player. Like, tell me, hey, there's a buck that you want. I'm in on that offense just because of how much they throw the football and how efficient Tom Brady is at throwing said football. 40-plus touchdowns, that's a touchdown upside for everybody there. Absolutely in agreement.